crazy how fast electricity can heat up a cup of tea. It's kind of scary. It's real scary. Hey, uh, welcome to We're Doomed. That is uh, the name of the podcast you're listening to. My name is Brandon McIntosh. I'm your host, and this is my co-host, Tyler Shafsma. Hey, Brandon. Hello, how, Tyler. How are you today? I'm doing pretty swell. How are you doing? I'm doing all right now. I got me a cup of tea. It's definitely too hot to drink right now. Yeah, I know. You wanted a drink, and then you got something that you cannot consume at the moment. Yeah, something that takes at least like five to eight minutes to cool down. You just keep blowing on it. Just don't blow on the mic. We'll get to that when it cools down, I guess. Yeah, glad you're staying hydrated. Yeah, no, it's uh, the fall is amongst us, so staying hydrated with warm water. <laughs> just warm water, and you can add whatever you want to the warm water, I guess. I think it's an orange pico. Like cider. <laughs> can we restart? What? We're just talking about water and hot stuff and tea. Well, what would you like to talk about, Brandon? <laughs> the fact that I wrecked my Jeep this week? Well, maybe. Maybe. I didn't know how to segue into that. Um, I guess you were... I could have left it to you. I, I could have had a beautiful Tita Tita car accident segue. I could, I could tell by the way you are asking me how I was. Like, you're like, you just tell me about the shitty things that have happened to you this week. <laughs> so, yeah, I totaled my Jeep on Sunday night on my way to a comedy show. Um, I was taking the gravel roads as I usually do. Trying to stay off the main drags. Yeah, you gotta you gotta stay off the main grid. Yeah, I like to stay incognito, you know? For no real reason other than I like taking back roads. But I didn't get too far out of Burgessville and kaboom. Hit a nice six or eight point buck. Just hit it right in square into the grill, right into the radiator, push the rad right back, and like it came out of nowhere, man. That is crazy. Yeah. I mean, that that's your you live in the country for it. You live in the right area for it, but like Yeah, and I and I've been trained my whole life to look for deer. That's one thing they teach you. Look for deer. So I was cruising along. It was dusk. It was magic hour. Yeah. So I'm cruising along and <laughs> I was looking for deer, but you're looking for deer ahead of you. This thing just came out of nowhere and it was running fast, like probably trying to jump over the whole fucking road. Yeah. The gravel road. And just, it was like hitting a brick wall. Uh, that yeah. big, eh? They're just pure muscle. Yeah. It's like running into a tree, eh? So I slam on the fucking brakes, do a little fishtail, and then I'm like, right away, just shit. Yeah. I knew it was bad, because it was right in the middle. Like, I saw the deer do a full 360. Yeah, it bounced straight off, eh? So yeah. I turn around, like, I can still drive. So I'm like, okay, the car's not that bad. I can still drive. I can hear a bunch of scraping and fans turning and stuff. (laughs) I get the car turned around, and the deer is, um, he's, like, kind of crouched over. Yeah. And then he just kind of stands straight up, cocks his neck over at me, and just stares me dead (laughs) in the eyes. Wow. I think we both knew we fucked each other's day up. What a moment. And just, it's staring at me. Like, as the sun's setting, too, it's, like, beautiful sunset. And this, like, eight-point buck that I just struck in my Jeep. I can't believe it wasn't injured. Like It looked like I broke off one of his antlers. I kind of want to go back and see if I can find it. Wow, yeah, that'd be sweet. Like, he's going to have a hard time in rutting season. But he just stares at me, and I just creep by it. And I was still standing in the middle of the road, straight up, as I drove off into the sunset. And then, like, I was, I was, like, only maybe five or six kilometers from my dad's house. So oh, that's I, lucky. Yeah. I had just left his place, so I didn't get far out of town on my way to Guelph, but uh, I drove back to my dad's place, and it was getting, I could see the temperature gauge going up, and I could smell it. Started smoking real heavy when I pulled into his laneway. Imagine just pulling into his laneway with a flaming car, like, <laughs> hey, Dad, I don't think the it hose. Was gonna, I don't think it was going to catch fire. It might have, but yeah, the radiator was pushed. Rad was pushed way back. God damn, that's a tough animal, man. It just got up and walked away, and it fucked. And your Jeep's screwed. Yeah, like, it's a write-off. But if Tyler, if you like severely injured this animal and it couldn't get up, like, would you put it out of its misery? Like, isn't that something you've been taught? Yeah, I was always told that you had to keep a a hunting knife in your car. That if you hit a deer, you're supposed to like go slit its throat right away. Yeah, who told you that? So it can't suffer. 
I don't know, my grandpa or my dad, <laughs> somebody did. But uh, so that I was thinking that when I turned the car around and then I saw it stand up. I'm like, fuck, am I going to have to? Yeah, so you have a knife specifically in the car to slit a deer's throat if you had to. <laughs> well, I have a knife that I use to eat apples with. <laughs> and I feel like it would do the trick. It's <laughs> probably. Yeah, you don't want to eat apples after that, though. Yeah, because I can't chew on apples, so I cut them in. <laughs> to slices while I'm driving. So I do have an apple knife that I could probably slit a deer's throat with my apple knife. Uh, I can't picture that. Just after you talking about slicing your apples so they're softer, and then you're just going to go slit a deer's throat. Yeah, it'd be like slitting it with my thumbnail. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah. uh, I didn't have to do that. The deer was standing upright, and I'm sure it walked off. Like, those things are built. They're a wild animal. They're built to take a fucking they're, car. They're built to, yeah. Or it's just shit, jeeps or shit, and they just you can hit anything. And they'll just no, like that was all that was really done to it. Like, uh, didn't bust out any headlights. The bumper was cracked, but it bounced back out. And like, yeah, just the rad was pushed way back. But it's a write off. Um, so I'm in the market for a new vehicle again. Yeah, yeah, you hear that? And it, yeah, well, I don't know when this is gonna get released. You might have a a brand new car by this point. We're looking at a good van. Like, you sent me a good link to a beautiful van. You're a van guy. You know it. I've been talking about a van for a while, so there might be time. Or something similar to the Jeep. I really like the Jeep. Something with a sunroof. I know that. Yeah. That's what the Jeep taught me. I like a... I like a good sunroof. You got a good sun. If you get a cool old van, though, you get the dome. You get that big globe on top, like the half dome. Yeah, that's all right. You stick your head up there, look at the stars. But fuck, man, it scared me. I could have been uh, injured. Seatbelt was on. I'm, my shoulders are really beat up, but, uh, you know, yeah, I've been I could have been doomed. Yeah, yeah I've never come. I, I've come really close to hitting deer and hitting moose out in the East Coast. Like, that's a terrifying one. That's a whole other beast. Yeah. A moose is fucking scary. And those big ones on the East Coast when you're up in uh, Cabot Trail there on Pleasant Bay. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're monsters. They're huge. You hit one of those, it's just like it's standing so tall, you just take its legs out. So the whole body just comes right inside your vehicle. Fuck, I can't imagine. This was like a little corn-fed eight-point buck. Like, it's still pretty high, but fuck, I couldn't imagine hitting a moose. Like a giant moose. <laughs> just with a motorcycle. People hit them with motorcycles and just obliterate it. <laughs> and, been, like, the moose just, like, walks away. I've been studying up my M1. I'm going in the springtime, I think. Oh, Tyler, don't do it. No, I need don't a motorcycle. It. I've wanted a motorcycle my whole fucking life, Brandon. I, I know, but you just... I know you too well. <laughs> uh, I do kind of have shit luck. Yeah, you do wreck things sometimes. <laughs> like <laughs> this week. Yeah, don't wreck yourself. I'll be fine on a motorcycle. Yeah. Speaking of wrecking ourselves, I've been making hot sauce. It's hot sauce season for me, so I've been picking the habaneros and mixing them up, making hot sauce. You Even you tried it, Tyler, and you don't like hot sauce. No, not usually a fan of hot sauce, but that batch you whipped up this year is really good. Something. And then uh, everyone really indulged the other night to the point where like, like everyone's crying, and they're still just going back for more. It's tasty. It hurts, but it's tasty. I was putting very little. But... See, now you guys get it. You get that pain. But that uh, how, how many years have you been making hot sauce? Like three years. Three years. Yeah. And, uh, I finally cooled off. I used to make like... The doom level hot sauce when I first started because I'd have ghost peppers, but I didn't know what I was doing really. Yeah, so the batches weren't consistent. This is the first hot sauce you've made that I've thought was good. Every other hot sauce I've tried that you've made has been way too hot. Just be careful, don't eat too much because uh, it, it comes back with vengeance the other end. Out the other end, <laughs> like it's it's painful. Woo! Like I woke up in the morning and it ripped a fart and it smelled exactly like the hot sauce. I'm like, this isn't good. Like whatever's coming, like those were like the the war horns, just like letting letting people know that the like the soldiers are coming. Well, like the whole point of that hot sauce of that pepper being hot is so that you don't eat it. That's the defense mechanism. I know, but why they have to make it so like it, delicious? <laughs> There's like a deep flavor in it, but you have to get you have to battle past the heat. I don't know why. Is we it like, really delicious though? The habaneros are. I like how in jalapenos they get a good flavor. Yeah, you just gotta battle past the heat, get over that heat. That's why you gotta gotta tame that hot sauce just right, and just don't rub it on your eyes. Oh. Or it sucks. Yeah, I've done that. 
No, we're we're doomed right there. There's another reason why we're doomed. Just the shit that people put in their bodies. <laughs> yeah. You know that that's going to hurt your asshole, but you still ate a jar of it the other night. Uh, yeah. I, why do we do this to ourselves? Is this like a white person problem? No, like, oh, we have to make our it. food hot. We're doomed, man. Everyone does it. We're dumb. <laughs> we're like, we can't let nature win. Nature wants that to be hot and for me not to eat it, but I'm human. I'm better than nature. <laughs> we, fuck off. You're not supposed to eat that pepper. Go eat a fucking bell pepper. I see more as a union. We're not battling. We're together. It's in. It's giving me its heat, showing me its heat. It's making love to my mouth in a painful manner. It makes me cry with happy emotions. <laughs> I don't know. It it hurts, Tyler. I don't know why I do this to it's, myself. It's poisoning you. It's a, it like a little bit. I just gotta back off a bit. Yeah, it's that plant telling you not to eat it. It is for sale for five dollars if you're interested. <laughs> Anyways, let's get into uh, we're doomed news. There's some exciting stories this week. Uh, I think I wrote it down as your doomed news. Your doomed. We don't have these segments sorted out yet. Yeah, it's you're doomed or. We're doomed. We're doomed. We're doomed is it, the podcast, <laughs> but the news segment can be called You're Doomed. You're Doomed. I, I like, You're I doomed like that. You're Doomed News. I said that by accident, but uh, it, it's got a good ring to it. Anyways, we're gonna the first the first news story I have to get to right away. Tom DeLong. Don't you love seeing this guy in the news? There's a lot of, you know, people are making fun of him because his... Uh, He's really jumped into the UFO community big time, like all in, like quit Blink-182. What in, if people knew that these were real? I know, like we've talked about this guy already on the podcast. Our old buddy Tom. He was, so I think we were talking before, he, he was teamed up with some people and they released these UFO videos called like the Gimbal and the, and the Tic Tac video. And those weren't supposed to be released, but he was behind it. And he's got this program called like uh, "To the Stars Academy." Like that's not, that just sounds like his new uh, "Angels and Airways" album. Like that's all this is. Is it like at the end? Is it just going to be a giant promotion for his new album? Well, like they're no, going to stage a UFO fake UFO invasion. Tom DeLonge is going to go out there and they're going to play a concert for the aliens. Well, like any true artist, Tom, yeah. Tom DeLonge is using his real life to make art. Yeah. So, yes, Angels and Airwaves is all about aliens. Apparently, he made a couple films that are all about Did aliens. Did he? I, I've, I never listened to an Angels and Airwaves album. Not, I wouldn't know. Neither have I. Do you know who used to get drunk and buy Angels and Airwaves albums on iTunes? <laughs> who? Our old pal, Benjamin Lardy. Oh, okay. Funny ch- comedian from Toronto. Um, I used to live with him in college, and he would get drunk and buy Angels and Airwaves albums <laughs> and then delete them the next day. <laughs> and then, like, two weeks later, he'd get drunk and buy it again. That's a, that's a bizarre problem to have. Yeah, you can cut that out of the podcast if you don't want. It's <laughs> <laughs> just something that when you said Angels and Airways reminded me of Ben. <laughs> oh, but yeah. So Go check out Ben Lardy's comedy. So anyway, so this To The Stars Academy, which is Tom DeLonge and partnered with a few other big UFO names, they, this company's partnered with the U.S. Army. And apparently the U.S. Army is coming out with like statements saying this is absolutely true. Like this program that Tom DeLong is a part of has technology and I guess certain things that the army kind of wants to get their hands on like this isn't a joke or anything no like, but major they have to have something <laughs> if they're getting interested major news outlets just gloss over it though yeah you think it would be headlines everywhere it was for like a day that's like I had to go back and find it from like a like a week ago or like a week and a half like when did this come out hold on it's fresh news. So what's October nineteenth. What's old fucking? What's old Tommy DeLong saying now then? Oh, he's saying what he's always saying. Uh, there's UFOs, man. There's aliens, and that they have exotic materials like taken from either UFO landing sites, crash sites, and the army is actually interested in looking into this. Exotic materials. Yeah. So first, the navy comes out and admits that these UFO videos are for real. That they have no idea what they are. And now the army is teaming up with fucking Tom DeLong <laughs> to, to look at some pieces of slag metal. Like this is uh, this is getting real, and uh, it still seems ridiculous because they keep throwing Tom DeLong up there with his Blink One Eighty Two buddies <laughs> in the picture. And you know, if you hear it on TV, they're probably playing his music in the background. 
They're like, Tom DeLong. And they, they start with that indentation in their <laughs> voice. They're like, Tom DeLong. I'm so sorry. Yeah, they'll play Alien Exists and then follow it with the X-Files music. That's how they, that's how they play everything on the news. Anything has to do with UFOs. They just... What if people knew that you... I'm just kidding. Anyway. That's, that's crazy, though. Like, how... Good for him, though. That's he, he had a goal, and he had a dream, and he Either. seems to be succeeding pretty, pretty good. Or it's all a ruse, and the army and everyone—they're all just fucking with them. See, make your money, do what you want to do. Yeah, take down, get the military and the navy to agree with you that there's aliens. Yeah, fuck, it, fuck your pop punk band. Yeah, what alien could it be though, Tyler? I think it's that time. No, again. we're gonna go to the book later. Look, it's on we're, here. We're gonna go to the book later, but we're talking about aliens right now. Okay, we can go to the book now. Might as well jump right in. Right in the middle. Okay. What did you have a, a reason you wanted to bring it up later? Is there some? No, there is no reason. Okay. To bring it up later. But this is our, our a new segment since our aliens episode. We have a book here, the field guide to extraterrestrials, and it's got a whole whack of crazy things in there. So Tyler's just gonna skim to a random page, and uh, <laughs> we're gonna see what we got. <laughs> mm, shit. Um. All right. Well, can you describe what it looks like? <laughs> okay, yeah, what it looks like off the top. Um, it is a three and a half foot, um, big, big eared, round headed, like Mac and Me looking creature. Okay. Like, remember, remember the movie Mac and Mac Me? Mac and Me, like the shitty E.T. movie yeah, from the, the 80s. The knockoff. E- like I thought bi- it was better than E.T. There's like a big McDonald's commercial in the middle of it for no reason. The entire thing is a big McDonald's commercial. <laughs> That's why it's named Mac. I get it yeah. now. It all makes sense. So it kind of looks like Mac and me, but with more of like a, a turtle head. Okay. Um, the smaller eyes, eyes further apart, you know. Okay. And then big pointy ears like my uh, like my boss. Right, let me see this has. picture. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. This is from Kentucky, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, actually, they describe it as a goblin. It does look very goblin-esque. Yeah, I'd describe that as goblin. Uh, and it's like a, a uh, reptilian um, in the reptilian class. Um that's exciting. And this one happened in Kentucky. That looks familiar. Yeah, characteristics are uh, large hands with talons. <laughs> it's got large hands. And yeah, this was from August 21st, 1955 in Kelly, Kentucky. Witness, Billy Ray Ooh. Taylor. That's a very Kentucky name. Not Billy Ray Cyrus. You know. Billy it, Ray Taylor. It checks out. He's from Kentucky. Lucky Sutton. Yeah. First name Lucky. <laughs> That's such a redneck name. I love names from the fifties too, like the fifties Southern names. And the and the rest of the Sutton family. So we got Billy Ray Taylor, Lucky Sutton, and the rest of the Sutton family. Billy Ray Lucky. <coughs> okay. Okay. What are they up? What are they doing? Here we go. At about seven p.m. on a hot summer night, Billy Ray told the Suttons he had just seen a flying saucer with. Rainbow-colored exhaust flying across the sky. Did you see that thing, thing fly across the sky there? Shot a big rainbow fart out the back. Rainbow chemtrail. Rainbow chemtrail, that's right. The Suttons laughed at his story. Half an hour later, the dog began barking. Ruff. So these, so the Suttons <laughs> go... Uh, Billy, I'm playing all the characters, including the dog. <laughs> Billy Ray, you're yeah. on acid again. Go lie down. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. But then about a half hour later, dog starts barking. When Billy Ray and Lu- is Lucky the dog? Is he the dog? No, I think he's a person. It would make sense. No. When Billy Ray and Lucky went to the back door, they saw an approaching glow that turned out to be a three and a half foot tall creature with a round oversized bald head. You the- see that little weird tall chipmunk thing? <laughs> the creature's skin was silver metallic color. And glowed in the dark. Glow in the dark. Glow in the dark. Yeah. It had yellow eyes, and they were set um, halfway around in the side of its face. The creature's arms were almost twice as long as its legs and nearly touched the ground. Its hands were also large and had big talons. Lucky that's the ugliest child I've ever seen. (laughs) The, The men grabbed their guns. A twenty-two rifle and a shotgun, and waited until the creature was within twenty feet of the back door before opening fire. Wow! The did sh- it, <laughs> the did sh- they have a light or anything? Like 
No, it just they, sounds like a like a the weird looking kid just walked up to their patio and they just opened fire. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's a, that's a very American Kentucky thing to do. Yeah, the shot sounded like they hit a bucket. Oh, but uh, but the visitor simply flopped over backward and scurried off into the darkness. When another visitor appeared in the window, the men shot at it. <laughs> <laughs> like inside the house, yeah, like through the window. Shot at it through the screen. Not my goddamn window. Think, <laughs> thinking the creature had been killed, Billy Ray went out of the front door to find the body. As he paused momentarily under the roof's overhang and awning, a claw-like, a claw-like hand reached out and touched his hair. He's got my hair, Lucky. He's got my he got my beautiful mullet. The family screamed and pulled back inside as Lucky ran out, turned and opened fire on the creature. <laughs> God damn! <laughs> There's like, guns ablazing. No one wants to find out what this thing is. They just want it dead. No questions. Yeah. Ask them later. Both men just f- both men then fired at another creature in the maple tree nearby. <laughs> my God! It's a shooting range. But it, too, merely floated to the ground and scurried away. What is going on in this place? So these guys, just, these guys just open fire on multiple little alien creatures. Yeah. And they, and they just scurry away. And they came in like a weird little rainbow craft. Yeah. Um, unnerved by the infectiousness of their guns, the family bolted themselves inside the house. But, they, but the creatures kept returning to the windows. <laughs> Um, after about three hours. Wow, just tormenting them for three hours in there? Yeah, three. after about three hours, the eight terrorized adults and three frightened children piled into two cars and headed into town to tell the police. Wow. The, Hawken, the okay, Hopkinsville police um, returned to the farmhouse with the family and surveyed the house and surroundings. So you boys been drinking moonshine again? What's going on here? They found nothing. Shortly after the police left, at about 2.15 a.m., the creatures returned. Oh, God. Staring into the windows, curious, but never hostile. I think the rednecks started this whole thing. Like, they just wanted to, they were just walking up like, hey, what's up? So Who are ca- you guys? So they come back. The police look, nothing. They leave. They come back at 2.15 a.m. Start looking in the windows. Again. The men respond with gunfire. <laughs> they, got a, they got a lot of ammunition. This continues until a half hour before sunrise. Gunfire with the aliens. My God. The mor- in the morning, the investigators returned and again found nothing. <laughs> An engineer with the local radio station interviewed the family immediately. They gave them almost identical stories and exactly the same descriptions of the creatures, though the family was soon, um, this family was soon. Uh, <laughs> you could do it. <laughs> you could do it, buddy. <laughs> um, the family was soon inundated by the media. They never, ex- they never exploited their story. Never tried to rationalize it, and never recanned it. They just went back to farming. Yeah, they just went back to farming. Drinking moonshine. That's probably uh, what stayed happened. Stayed out of the media and uh, just kept doing acid and firing their <laughs> guns off with their children in the house. Yeah. <laughs> you see two kids? You see the little elves? That totally sounds like Billy Ray and Lucky got into some tabs of acid. But this is 1955. Like acid, you know, oh. acid has maybe just made it to America. But it Mushrooms hasn't. then. Mushrooms could be seeing demon. They could, like a lot of mushrooms, and they start seeing these little creatures. Yeah, and they just throw guns. it. They just pick them, throw them in a soup. They don't even realize the whole family seeing goblins. That's funny. Yeah, I. It's that's incredible. Um, I have heard that is a famous like alien UFO story though. That's is it. that that one is? I have heard of that. You've one, heard yeah. that one before. You yeah. just read it. You've read everything in that book, probably. Uh, pro- probably, but I there's I've seen a documentary about it. Really? It's all kinds of. There's another weird place in Kentucky too that has like weird little alien goblin things that come in and out of these like abandoned mines. Like people witness them. That's crazy. All right, I got another news story here. This is going to transition right into our main topic tonight. So, this is from the New York Times. I found this a few years ago, but I saved it. 
So deadly drug-resistant superbugs pose huge threat, the WHO says. So this is a this is a big this is something we've all heard about before, like superbugs, you know, things uh, viruses getting past like antibiotics, you know, getting stronger. So it says the World Health Organization warned on Monday that a dozen antibiotic-resistant superbugs pose an enormous threat to human health and urge hospital infection control experts and pharmaceutical researchers to focus on fighting the most dangerous pathogens first. Because yeah, uh, most of these ones, they're, they're trying to fight Zika and Ebola, and most of the science, they think that's those are the big threats. Like, those are going to... But those are fairly under control. But what they're worried about is all the different viruses and things like lying low, you know, things that are they're slowly getting over our antibiotics and we're not able to, able to keep up with it. Because, like, that's a race in itself. Uh, scientists coming up with these antibiotics to try and beat these viruses that are constantly evolving and, like, getting better and, like, uh, resisting anything these scientists put out there. But the bugs are also getting bigger and learning how to combat the antibiotics, right? Yeah. And become resistant to them. And like, this, these are things just like the common flu, just that can get way out of hand. And, like, this is what they're really worrying about. So when you say super bugs, you're talking about, like bacteria and like things that cause colds not like super ants yeah they're essentially they'll be like flu viruses evolved into something that you know can't be defeated by antibiotics or or anything created yet we either didn't see it or we didn't keep up with it and yeah because they're spending all your time focusing on how to cure and fight and, and it's not just flu i'm sure it's all kinds of different diseases that are gonna like squeak their way through just uh but they're like more common diseases that we uh, underestimate, I guess, and are just going to fight through that. Those antibiotics we're taking and doctors just shoving it. Like anytime you get like a little cut or anything, they're like, oh, you don't want to get infection antibiotics. Like that's really weakening you. Like, yeah, you're, certain... su- you're supposed to get some infection. Absolutely. And, and like not everybody can. Some people are really have really bad immune systems and can't even get anything close to infection. Those people need antibiotics. But for most things, your body should be able to do it and uh, be able to pull it off. That's what bodies are good for, right? Yeah, They're no. A magical you, thing. Your your body is trying to fight infection all the time. Yeah. So you should let if you get a common cut on your hand, maybe don't doctor it up right away. Let it get a little red and pussy first. <laughs> yeah. Let that pus. Well, like wait for some maggots. Wait for a fly to land on it. And, it's like lay some eggs. So now what you're saying is they're they're finding more of these super bugs or these bugs that they haven't been combating. And they're like, oh shit, we should have been looking at that 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. These and there's a lot of stuff here that I I haven't even heard of. But tuberculosis is on there, and uh, like even in news, like I think this is from a year ago, but even more recent is like. Uh, uh, was it smallpox or no? What's well, what's, yeah, what's we, going on in the states where no one's taking their vaccines and they're getting what is it? What, what were they getting? Them, it wasn't smallpox. It wasn't smallpox, but it was another one of those diseases that we thought we had fixed, that we thought yeah, we cured and got was, rid of. Like those old, like the Black Plague and shit. Yeah, that shit's gonna start coming back. But we know how to combat things like the plague, and we well because scurvy, the, scurvy. That's just not eating vitamin C, Tyler. <laughs> Just that's a pirate disease because you're out in the you're out in the deep ocean. You got no access to vitamin C. And you get scurvy. You can still get scurvy. Wait, is this this week's topic? Uh, superbugs. Absolutely. Today's topic is viruses and superbugs and disease. Disease and, ha- and how this is going to wipe out humanity. Yeah, we're doomed. Possibly. Uh, we're not experts at all, by the way. Clearly, you can tell by this point, <coughs> we are not experts. We're just fans of all this, and we are excited to bring on the end of the world, however it comes. Yeah, so we're- again, this entire show is just based on Brandon and I's paranoia, or Brandon telling me things that I need to be paranoid about. <laughs> I don't mean to make you paranoid. I just want to inform you about things that people, most people don't like talking about. Oh, Weird yeah. existential crises that we... We don't really look at little hillbilly aliens. Little hillbilly aliens, yeah. They uh, that we're doomed. See, we're not just doomed because you know there's existential threats, but we're doomed as a race because there's a lot of 
ridiculous dumb people out there running the world. Yeah, and this this is actually viruses and disease and, and plague. This is one of the oldest fucking things and one of the most common to fucking do us in. Yeah, this is it's, it's scary. That's it's disease kills most people. It does. I'd say so. <laughs> Can we get a can we get a number on how many how many people disease kills? <laughs> Google how much how many people does disease kill? A lot. A lot. It's a lot. Um but the yeah. scary thing is these super bugs and these things that can wipe out mass populations at once. Yeah, like we're lucky right now. Like we face we're in flu season now. That's the worst we get. There's places in the world where it's it's unbelievable what they have to face and like diseases they still get and like con like just things that are so common but they don't have treatment for it like it's it's unbelievable they just essentially have diarrhea until they die well like, that the is, that's the that's the fucking big thing bill gates the is cholera fighting. yeah bill gates is out there fighting diarrhea yeah good, good for bill gates no because that's a big problem in like a lot of like african countries and stuff absolutely um where like just you know, common diarrhea that we can fix really easily. It just dehydrates you to death, essentially. That's, yeah. that's a horrible way to die. Uh, dehydration shits are the worst. <laughs> you have them? I thought you stay hydrated, Tyler. You have a tattoo that tells you to stay hydrated. <laughs> I try to stay hydrated because I have a problem where I dehydrate quickly, and I've had dehydration shits, and they're not fun at all. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, no, disease. So, sucks. yeah, there's some scares in the past, like... A recent one is Ebola. That was a scary one, right? They were, that was a, it's an African born disease, uh, I, I believe. I don't know if it's, it's man made. I don't, I don't think Ebola's man made. But it's a very, very deadly virus. But it, they were worried a while back that it was going to reach North America. I think it hit, hit a few people and then just hopped on a plane yeah, from well, Africa back home. And Ebola's been around for a long time. It's always yeah. been one that's been talked about. But yeah, a few years ago, there's a big outbreak. Now, are these outbreaks, the Ebola outbreak, the SARS outbreak, now are these media-influenced outbreaks just to keep us afraid of disease for a little bit? Because those are always relevant in the world. They're it's always, still happening, whether it's in the news or there's not. There's still probably a few people out there with SARS right now. Yeah, right? absolutely. I forgot about SARS. There was a I whole think, fucking rock concert for it. I never understood SARS. I think I was too young for it. I, I understood SARS Fest, but like, uh, I'm like, what the hell is SARS? You just sound like an intense version of getting a cold, and, uh, but people died from it. And uh, I just remember my parents were like, don't go to Toronto. You'll get SARS. I'm like, it's okay. Yeah. But it, is it that bad of an outbreak where it's spreading real quick, or is it just like, you know, flu season comes around once in a while? I think, yeah, they obviously blew it out of proportion. They didn't want it to get out of control kind of thing. They really, I think, the way the media portrayed it, it was, they, they just wanted to make sure people were safe. If you're not reporting it, you know, there's, there's a big chance it could just keep spreading. Yeah. But, like, right, right now there's no... Uh, mainstream diseases going around that yeah. you hear about. Oh, there's Lyme disease. Everyone's talking about Lyme disease now. That is a big one in the news with the ticks. The yeah. ticks have been bad the last couple of years. I know. Good thing you didn't touch that deer <laughs> that you hit with the truck. You, you could have had a tick on you and got you. That's true. Um, I actually had a run-in with some ticks a couple years ago. That's two, right. Two years ago. Yeah, we were on a, me and you were on a shoot. We were out, hanging out in a field. Yeah, we were out filming in a field for a day, and then I come back, and I got a little fucking tick on my neck, and I take my shirt off, and I got like seven or eight, or eight of them all over my body. I start ripping them out of me. Oh, my God. Um, That's bad news. I found one that day on my boxers. It wasn't even on my skin. Yeah, they were like they were burrowing in pretty deep by the time I found them, probably about like 30 or 40 minutes after we left the field. Yeah. And I ripped eight of them out of my body, <clears throat> and... Uh, Never got tested for Lyme disease. I think you're good. You, you never know because like it's such a strange disease. Like they don't know how to truly diagnose this. There's no there's no real proper cure for it. Different people have like different levels of it. Essentially, like they some don't suffer as bad. Some are like chronic. It's like they have extreme fatigue and like pain in their bones and in their insides, and they can't eat. All this weird stuff, and like it affects them mentally. Some people so. Like trying to diagnose it is really is really tough. 
you'll know when you get a tick bite. I guess it looks like a target has like a little red dot, and then there's like another circle around that one. Yeah, and then they they start sucking your blood, and then they grow inside of you. So eventually, you'll just see like a what maybe look like a scab. Yeah, but it's actually a fucking bug. Under I your don't skin. think you're. It's just sucking on you, and then it lets go when it's done. But if you pick it off. It, its head will get stuck in you. Yeah, you have to make sure you pull the head out. That's right. You got to put like a cream on it and kill it. Yeah. I had to do that in Australia. Brandon, I pulled eight of them out of my body with no cream whatsoever. <laughs> That's not good. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you feel fatigued all the time? Well, you do smoke a lot of weed, so it's hard to tell, right? I've been fatigued for <laughs> fucking 28 years. That's true. Well, I guess some people just live with Lyme disease, I guess. <laughs> I think I have been. People who already have the symptoms are just like, let it roll. Just let rot Lyme disease roll. Yeah. But uh, it's uh, that's a disease where they think it might be man-made. And uh, actually, they definitely believe it's man-made. Wait, Lyme disease man-made? Lyme disease. It's, uh, it was basically made in a facility. Uh, it's on an island off of New York, or like New York State. It's a facility for like bioengineering and like studying viruses and this was essentially created in a lab. They're not sure if it escaped, got onto the island, and like infected some of the wildlife, some of the deer. And deer can swim, so they can get across back to the land, or like got on the birds, and the birds flew away. But there's a conspiracy that they released this into the into the wild on purpose, so that it will start infecting people once it starts like infecting the animals, and so the ticks start getting. That's some fucking sick shit. I know. Like start infecting animal innocent animals first. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then people, and it like essentially weakening like the population. Weaken weakening like all of the living species on Earth. Yeah, like it doesn't. What aff- kind of sick human fuck would do that? I know that's just a conspiracy. That's like uh, who would do that? Like it's not like the U.S. government. Do you have some weird? <laughs> Like black ops programs going on where they just, you know, they want to make, they're already making people dumber and uh, through the media and through their diet and giving them shit food. It's like, wait, why wait. not just give them a, a disease that'll make them always tired and lazy and hurt and feel depressed? Are ticks the only way you can get Lyme disease? I'm pretty sure. And like, I'm sure other bugs might be able to carry them. What about Lyme? Lyme? Yeah, what do you mean? Like, uh, you know, like, like a citrus? No, the fucking <laughs> rock in the ground, like limestone. No, no, I think it's different. It's, it's, it's spelled different. Do, oh, it's got nothing to do with limestone. I always thought L-Y- it had something to do with limestone. It had nothing to do with limestone. You're safe. You can go near limestone. Oh, I've been near limestone. I just thought, <laughs> I thought like maybe the ticks, maybe one, like the ticks ate some lime from the limestone and then, I don't know. Yeah, I'm always, every time I like mercury going, poisoning or something, Yeah, but it's not. It's different. Yeah. But I'm always looking now every time I go for a hike. Because, like, in Australia, they don't have Lyme disease, but their ticks are bad news, too. Like, I got lucky. I had a few on me. I had real tiny ones. And the night before, all these people are telling me how all these horrible diseases that ticks can carry and what they can do. And then the next day, I'm covered in them. So, I like, I literally went into, like, the emergency room. And they're like, oh, I got these ticks on me. And the lady just like took a look. She's like, oh, it's just grass ticks. She's like, you just go get some cream and <laughs> just, you can pull them off once they're dead. There's like some kid with like a broken arm and crying in the like the, in the waiting room. He's like, oh, don't worry. I get covered in those all the time. It's just, Fuck. all right, fine. I guess I'm safe. That's fucked. I think that's, Fuck, that's the scariest thing right there is man made diseases, human made diseases that we put out there into the world that are gonna fuck and kill people for like bioweapons yeah essentially like the, created. I- the idea of bioweapons and created um you know mass outbreaks yeah where like it's not there now but they just need to spike the water with something and then you're yeah because that's one of the biggest no-nos in warfare <laughs> i think that's the exact terminology it's a no-no <laughs> <laughs> Don't pollute, don't poison the no, water. No, no bioweapons, nothing like that. Like no chemical warfare. Like chemical. that's what Syria is doing right now. They're they're using phosphorus. Like uh, like they're attacking their people with chemical warfare, and that's completely illegal. And that's then the what, people get people get sick, and then mass yeah. populations die. Yeah. Fuck. Well, they're not. No, they're not like d- uh, dropping disease on people. They're dropping like hot. 
fire <laughs> and like people are getting burned and, like, yeah and fucking mustard gas and shit but like what about slow i don't think it's ever been done has it been attempted i feel like there's been a terrorist group out there who's uh who attempted to release a mass amount of uh disease like threatened to poison somebody's water yeah yeah like a like actual civilian water is that just a movie we're thinking of? <laughs> Could be. Um, well, what about like uh, the idea of like chemtrails and shit that like the government's putting small doses of shit into the atmosphere and into our bodies just to like weaken us? Like, what was the whole thing with the fucking fluoride and water and shit? That was for our teeth. That was to help our teeth, Tyler. And I don't know about chemtrails. Like, I know back in the day, they used to definitely experiment and, like, drop weird chemicals. But they also used to drop a lot of pesticides. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's any chemtrails going on anymore of any suspicion manner. I don't believe those conspiracies. You don't think anyone's trying to... I'm sure it's it's possible. you got to be open, I guess. But you, you think it hasn't been done yet? There hasn't been a like, way anyone has... Uh, Put disease out into the world. Try to like other than the ticks. No, I don't think so. At least nothing that's worked. Like I'm sure terrorist groups have tried to like you know infect themselves with some horrible infectious disease, like Ebola, and just like purposely try and spread it. Yeah. Now it could happen if people get fucking crazy. You know, if people want to start making people sick, turning people into zombies. Yeah, you think zombies? That's like, I guess that's another thing viruses cause, zombies. That's a huge threat. Well, we saw little peaks little peaks of it there with the whole bath salts thing, and I thought there was going to be oh, a zombie yeah. outbreak then. That wasn't quite disease. That was more just a chemical imbalance in your brain. Yeah. And uh, that guy, I don't even think he had any in his system. They all thought he did. I think he had some kind of synthetic uh, cannabis, you know, like that fake THC stuff, the spice. Yeah, that's terrifying. And like that that's enough to send you off the deep end too, but like yeah, basalts. Why would you willingly want to become this freaky zombie like creature that just screams and like you twist your body around and like fall off patios and shit and Well, zombies were popular there for a minute. I know. And so were basalt videos. Um I, I don't think people are doing that anymore. Okay. Uh, other dead. than that, other than that, um, has there been any disease? or outbreak virus in recent history that has resulted in zombie-like symptoms? I don't think so. I don't think there's any weird... Like, rabies is, is like a candidate to cause some kind of manic episode in a person, but like... What weird. happens when a human gets rabies? I think... I, I'm not 100%, but like, when animals get rabies, like you, they start foaming at the mouth, essentially, because they can't take in any water at a certain at some point yeah. and they start foaming at the mouth and it uh, starts affecting their brain and they start acting erratically and angry so that's why if you see rabid animals they act kind of goofy and they'll act aggressive towards you yeah. and i guess in in cases with people like it's pretty rare and you can't survive rabies either i think there's like one girl one special case of a girl surviving rabies. Really? But other than that, everyone just, they just die. Humans die from rabies? Absolutely. Like, there's, you can, I think there's a point, like, if you get bit by something with rabies and you get the shot right away, I think you can you can put a stop to it. Yeah, I think there is a shot. But if it gets to a certain point, yeah, you're screwed. And uh, it, you know, if a person, like, starts acting erratically and crazy and like they're out of their mind essentially i guess that could be considered zombie-like behavior but you're pretty bedridden but like we're talking like we were talking about before super bugs and things that evolve and viruses that evolve like what if this these rabies viruses evolve to a point where they will just keep this person like alive and functioning right right the future the future of disease could be something that leads to zombie-like symptoms. Yeah, because like, it could be something like a parasite or like some kind of virus that'll just, it'll essentially, it needs a host. And that's what these zombies are for. And like once it become a larger creature, it can devour things much easier. It, or the, isn't, that, isn't that what like zombies are essentially? Well, yeah, like well, there's like, they're eating machines like driven by this crazy 
virus parasite in their yeah, head. Yeah, and then they pass the virus on when they bite something. Yeah, and they and keep all. and they just keep biting and eating, biting and eating. Like, why else would they be doing that? They <laughs> like have nothing better to do. They, what if they, they did spread just spread the disease? You know. Yeah, because I guess another close c- uh, contender is uh, the opioid pen- uh, pandemic. Yeah, but that's not that. Well, I guess addiction is. Have a you disease, seen those people walk around a park? Like, yeah, they're zombie. Like, yeah, they're zombies. They're like the classic zombies. Like your, uh, what's the classic black and white zombie movie? Uh, Living Dead. The Living Dead. Night of the Living Night Dead. Of the Living Dead. They're real slow. There's like dead eyes. It's scary. They need help. Well, yeah, well, yeah. If you look at substance abuse, that triggers zombie-like behavior, and then that becomes like a disease. As and long as these people are putting the substance in their body repeatedly, and then if the substance changes, and then that becomes like a host thing, like you're talking about, and creates like this disease. Yeah, and uh, there's lots of great zombie movies. So, what are those? I Am Legend. That's the Will Smith one. I don't know if that's a good zombie movie, but that's like a good disease movie where, you know, everyone's gone. It's just him and his dog in the city. Oh, yeah. Remember that one? Yeah. And I like, you have the weird, ugly zombie people that all look the same. They right. just stayed in the shadows. Right. It's like, what was the purpose of that? Why do they all look the exact same? They just like lose all their hair and they just, they all look really jacked. Like, in the daytime, they're all just in the dark at the gym, just, like, pumping iron. Like, we're going to fucking kill that Will Smith and his dog. <laughs> Keeps teasing us. He shot Jerry the other day. <laughs> Keep pumping that iron. You've been practicing your screaming. Those are crazy zombies. They're fast. Those are not zombies I'd want to face. That's yeah. for sure. Uh, same with, like, the World War Z zombies. You see that one? They're fast zombies, too. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're, they're, like, they're like a clump of zombies, like a wave of zombies, essentially. Yeah. They like, just have to stay away from the wave. So I guess how would that would work, like, they're all like a hive mind, I guess, right? Yeah. The way that one works. But then you just get, like, the <laughs> slow ones, like Walking Dead. Like, you get a few that'll, like, you know, give, give a quick sprint or whatever, but... They seem pretty easy. Like, did you? You never walked the watch The Walking Dead much, did you? I saw a little bit of it. Um, were all okay? So were all those movies um, disease-ridden zombies? Like, I'm pretty sure all an outbreak. I know Walking Dead was an outbreak. Yeah, yeah. They that was an outbreak. Um, I guess what well, there's a Living Dead. That was. I think they just they came from hell essentially in the classic ones, and I did Living Dead. Well, sometimes those zombies are uh, already dead people. Yeah. They're just risen from the dead. Risen from the dead. That's another way for zombies. Yeah, but we're we're focused on disease here. Yeah. Today we'll get to zom- We'll do a whole other episode on zombies yeah. that come from the and ground. Twenty eight days later, there's that one. That's a disease. That was a disease. That uh, was a well. Uh, you know, done. another good disease movie was the thing. The thing. That that was an alien movie. Alien disease. Alien, like, he could spread, essentially. Yeah. He could, uh, right. he oh, acted like, he kind of acted like a virus. He, yeah, that's what I mean. He moved around a like parasite. a virus. A parasite got inside of you. But, uh, do you think... What about that, uh, Julia Roberts one with the water? <laughs> Aaron Brockovich? I don't, is that a disease one? I guess that is disease water. Disease light. Yeah, she just had the sweet cans and just, you know... She got real. She got a lot of lawyers involved, and good for her. She she saved people from the poison well water. Yeah. Well, like it's gonna be slow things. Remember, fucking look at Flint, Michigan. Yeah. The the rusty water, the yeah. iron in the water. Those people are still fucking doomed, Brandon. Whether they're zombies or not. Yeah. Still. Uh, yeah, they still get water shipped to them. Okay, can't use any other water. But we have people we in Canada. We got all indigenous populations that have no. Uh, yeah, water is water. a huge problem. We could do a full fucking episode on water. Oh, we'll get to water. We're doomed. We'll when get it comes to water. To water. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, disease in the water is a big part of that. You know. Yeah. That's something we should be afraid of. We get your water tested, or you're on a well. Get your water tested. Absolutely. There's uh, another scary thing with viruses is uh, with climate change and how the permafrost is melting. And it's essentially unearthing things that are, have been long frozen and just like in like still animation, but now are being 
on thawed. So, for an example, in Russia, they they found in this like melting permafrost an old caribou carcass. Like they were dating like thousands of years old, yeah. but it was infected with anthrax. So this whole village got like infected with it. Like a bunch of kids died from when anthrax. they d- when they dug it up. Yeah, and they had like the quarantine the whole area, and that's like that's just one example. Like they're finding mammoths. Like they actively go out and look for mammoths in certain areas of like Siberia, where they know all this permafrost is melting, and like there's tusks just appearing and skulls, like whole skulls and like carcasses of like mammoths that still have meat on them and fur, which is fucking cool. I know there's like rumors that you're able to eat like a mammoth steak because like it was still good. It was like preserved. The meat was so preserved. Yeah. But you got to think there's going to be some disease in there somewhere. Exactly. These got people aren't even thinking about that. I'm afraid I'm afraid to eat like weak old chicken. <laughs> salmonella, there's a disease that'll get yeah, you. You don't want to get the salmonella. We got I, a friend of ours, both of ours, Jake, friend of ours, he's in a punk band. Back in the day, he uh he used to do this these antics on stage and one one show he decided to get this big piece of raw chicken, a whole raw chicken. And he just grabbed it by leg and leg and just ate that thing out. And uh, he got salmonella and ended up in the (laughs) hospital. Was it worth it? Yes, it was hilarious. Chicken will kill you. Look out for the chicken. And look out for these ancient viruses just emerging from, like, their frozen state. Yeah. That's that's something they don't talk about in climate change. And there's no way that our 2019 bodies are going to be immune to something that was dug up from thousands of years ago. Absolutely not. Like, we, it takes time to get immune to things. That's why it was such a big danger back, like, it still is now when you come across uncontacted tribes. Like, the white, when the white man is, like, meeting an Amazonian tribe for the first time, like, that's the biggest danger, is spreading disease, just common colds. Is enough to like kill somebody in a in a native tribe or vice versa. They could have some weird jungle disease yeah, that you the, don't know about. It's the same reason why you don't pick up a dead bird. <laughs> yeah, it's just that's the rule. You don't pick up a. De- I saw you pick up a dead bat a few weeks ago. Is that the same rule or what? Bats not a bird, Brandon. <laughs> bats sound way worse. Bats have rabies. I, wash, I never hear about birds with rabies. I wash my hands afterwards. I didn't contact. Any disease from the bat. What did you do with the bat, anyways? It's in my freezer. It's, okay, that's even worse. You have food in your freezer. It's in... See, you're going to be releasing diseases. You need to pull this bat out. <laughs> Whatever you're going to do with it. It's in a container. It's fine. What are your plans for this bat? Are you bringing it back to life? Taxidermy it. Taxidermy it. You're, you're taxidermy it. Do you have any... Have you ever taxidermy anything before? No, it's my first project. You know what to do? It's in the freezer. <laughs> That's the first step. <laughs> it's in the freezer. Now I just have to learn how to taxidermy a very small flying rodent. <laughs> can't be too hard. Yeah. Yeah. You can't yeah, don't just pit it on the wall with the guts in it. <laughs> no, there's a way to do it. All right. I'm gonna look into it. Wear a lot of gloves and but, protective wear. Dis- but you should be mindful of disease. Yeah, absolutely. And I should be mindful of disease out of anybody. Absolutely. I'm a sick-ridden person. Yeah. And uh, disease fucking... It's not good for you. It's not good for you. But do you think there's, there's going to probably be in the near future with maybe this thawing of new diseases, do you think there will be some sort of mass population-ending outbreak? It's very possible, and, it's, and like it'll start in places where they don't have the support. Like it'll start in third world countries, and there already where, is. It already yeah. is happening places where there where are massive diseases that are killing like thousands of people yeah. at once. But something that's do you see something taking over like entire countries and continents? Like when that superbug does come and like starts infecting like like the way people travel around the world, that is going to be the biggest spreader. The way people hop on and off planes. It already is. A plane is just a giant tube of infection. Oh, my God. That's that movie Contagion. That's how that started. She went to some strange country and, like, brought the disease back with her. Planet of the Apes. Planet Planet of the Apes. It didn't start with a disease, did it? They had monkey disease. They all turned into monkeys. I think so. I don't think I've seen Planet of the Apes. I've seen the new ones. They 
release some sort of virus, and then people flying from country to country, it goes around. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Didn't they make like some weird disease? And all the monkeys got it, got smart. Yeah, and they all left and just decided they want to wage war on humans. They've made so many Planet of the Apes movies since the first, even like the. Charlton Heston one, and then the new one of that. Yeah, I had no idea it had anything to do with disease. There's some disease in there, I think. Anyway, outbreak. You're right. You know, we're we're flying around the planet. We're going from continent to continent, and that's something that's fairly new within the last couple hundred years. Yeah, planes and being able to be in Africa one day and Canada the next. You know, you're you're moving. We're moving germs, we're moving bacteria around the planet a lot faster now. Yeah. There's a good chance that you remove the wrong bacteria to the wrong place. It's going to create something new and something scary like one of these superbugs. And then uh, what are you going to do about it when that happens? What are you going to do? Again, like I always say, Brandon, go to the fucking woods. (laughs) Go to the woods. Get as many alcohol swabs. Yeah. You stay, I guess you're right. You know, stay away from people. Yeah. Going to the woods. Lots of Lysol wipes. Yeah, I guess uh, you have to know what you're in for, like how it spreads. Yeah. Like, I guess it will spread with people you stay away. Yeah, and hopefully there's some sort of fucking vaccine or something that you can get your hands on and get penicillin. Yeah, people are just going to... I feel like a lot of people are just going to... If this is like an outbreak that just happened in this, in this, let's say, the city of London, that's where I'm living right now, people just started barricading themselves in their houses. You know, it'd be the classic frenzy at the grocery store. Yeah. And like people will leave town, they will go out to these places, but like there's only so many places you can go. Like people are gonna be fighting for it. You're gonna be in your little cabin thinking you're safe, and then knock on the knock door. on the door, and you don't know if they're infected. Man, it's bad news. People, yeah. you can't trust people. You like as soon as they see somebody sneeze, you're like, all right, <laughs> got to build a biodome. Yeah, that, yeah, get you got to talk to Polly Shore. Get a biodome. He's got a biodome somewhere. Yeah, and then you just hang out in your biodome. And stay uh, away from the disease, I guess. Yeah. And, like, if it kills a bunch of people, then hopefully, like... Well, you and Polly Shore will be safe. <laughs> yeah, but... Would uh, would you if would you survive an apocalypse if it was only you and Polly Shore in the biodome? Oh, yeah. For the and, rest of your life? Me and Polly would be fine. Yeah, you'd be good. Yeah. He, he just watches old movies. Because I know he loves himself whenever I see him in interviews and stuff. Yeah, I know. And I'm a big fan, so I think we'd get along. Yeah. You guys would like... Uh, you got no ladies around. You, you think you'd, you think you'd resort to homosexuality with Polly Shore? No. No? I think we'd be fine. You just, your urges will... You'll just keep them to yourselves. We might whack off together. Yeah, whack off together on the plants. <laughs> just just black off on the soil together. Just but if to... it's just me and Polly Shore in a biodome, I think we're having a good time most of the time. We probably give each other privacy for that stuff, and then we yeah, growing vegetables together, yeah. eating vegetables together, surfing, <laughs> surfing with the weasel. I don't know. Why. I might die. I'd rather just you know take my chances outside the biodome. Nah, I'll just hang out out front of the tent and watch you guys. I got six or seven years with Polly Shore, and I'm good. You just you can just leave and join me. Yeah. Just in the tent outside, watching you guys have fun, watching him masturbate in the soil. Okay, I hope that doesn't happen. <laughs> Fuck, it's, it's disease. What a nightmare the future will be. Disease is scary. Yeah. But we can prevent it. Absolutely. There are cures out there. Go see your doctor. Yeah, that's uh, one cure. There, that's what I'm thankful for this week. Doctors. Doctors. And I'm thankful for scientists. These are a double duo that just are out there combating these diseases. Yeah. Keeping us safe from dying ourselves to death. All those people out there who are dying from disease and viruses, uh, we we feel for you. Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a rough go. You know what? Maybe it'll get us all one day, and uh, we'll know what it's like, too. And you'll be like, that's... That's what you get. Well, like you know, <laughs> I don't know. The do- we didn't deserve the, anything. The doctors and the doctors and the scientists are doing the best they can. I do believe that. I don't think there's that much malicious shit going on out there. I don't think people are creating Lyme disease and putting fucking diseases in bugs I as much not. as you think they are. <laughs> I'm not saying they are. I'm saying some people think they are. It's a it's a conspiracy theory. I'm just saying the doctors and scientists are doing good. People aren't dying of polio. No, that's a good thing. <laughs> or scurvy. 
yeah. as much as they used to. But it's all the new stuff we got to worry about. It's Super. all the new, new kids on the block that yeah. we, we got to be aware of. No, new, new disease is coming, and it's going to be scary when it gets here because we're not going to know how to fight it right away. Yeah. And your fucking face is going to start falling off. Let's get the flu shot, right? Did you get the flu shot, Tyler? I don't. I don't. I don't get the flu you shot don't? every year. I already have a suppressed immune system. I do what I can. I drink tea. <laughs> tea. That's right. Drink lots of water. Honestly, drinking water, water when it's not poison water is one of the best things you can do to fight disease in your body. <laughs> there you go. You hear it from Tyler's mouth right there. Don't drink poison water if you don't want to get diseased. There you go. There we go. Keep yeah. staying safe. Staying hydrated and staying safe. I thought we were ending on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>